What's up, everybody? This is the last episode of season one of the Athletes and Assets podcast. It's incredible how we're already on episode 10. And this one is very unique because my bunny Henny comes on. It's my first in-person episode. And we have a nice unstructured, unfiltered for the most part episode that I hope you guys really like. So let's get into it right now. Um, Drake? Are you talking about Drake? Shut up. I'm not talking about Drake. Oh my God, I'm snitching. That's how you, you get the GPA up. Like the tech life is a good life. We are back with another episode of Athletes and Assets. And today, my guest is actually right next to me. My first in-person episode with Henning Jolivet, who was a former goalkeeper at Santa Clara and is now an investment banker here in Houston. Henning, how was the drive over here to, to come and do this podcast? I'd say it's uh, the fastest drive I've ever taken, given that you're five minutes away from me. So. It's, it's great to have you on. Um, you know, if you actually ever like listen to an episode, you would know that I would say skip the small talk and then we talk next, but there is no small talk with you. It's that we're, we're, <laughs> we're past that. We're, we're way past that. Henning, what do you want to talk about today, man? I mean, this is not, this is completely unstructured. Yes. Unfiltered. Yes. All right. You, you are doing investment banking right now, but um, you have, you have a lot of character, a lot of stories in the past about athletic experiences, work experience. What's going on with you, man? Let's start. Let's start there. Oh, what, how's life been treating you? Yeah, no, life has been great. Um, you know, just working a ton. You know, especially in investment banking, that's kind of the norm. But yeah, so you know, for for those of you that don't know, me and Noah go way back. Um, so he's he was never <laughs> way back. Yeah. He he was not as polished as he is now. <laughs> thank thank God. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun times, um, a true friend, right? Like there's not a lot of people in life where you can say they're genuine people, but Noah is definitely one of those. So I'm, I'm super happy to be a part of this. Dude, that, that is, that's way too kind. And, um, you know, this is not an interview, man. <laughs> Release of that tension over that. I can feel it. I'm trying to but, butter you up a little bit. No, I appreciate it. But this isn't about me. This is about you, yes. Henning. So, yes. so Henning. You are from technically humble. Yes. It's spelled humble. The back of Houston. Yeah. I'm up there. Yeah. Um, we'll blurt that out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're from Houston, but some people would say, no, you're not from Houston, you're from humble, whatever. Exactly. Talk about playing soccer in an area that, like, you know, is football crazy. You know, Houston's a pretty football dominated town. I played basketball, um, but I played, you know, football. Um, you know, growing up, um, talk about that playing basketball in I mean, excuse me, basketball being, you know, playing soccer in Houston and, and where your love came for the game came. Let, let, let's start there. All right. So I was a really bad kid, um, <laughs> lacked discipline, drove my mom insane, made her cry one too many times. Um, so then when I was about six, she signed me up for martial arts. That really wasn't my thing. Um, so then the next best thing to like burn energy would be soccer. Um, since run up and down the field, even though I'm not a runner, I hate running. That's why I was a goalie. Um, so yeah, I tried out naturally athletic. Thank God. Um, cause I grew really fast and my coordination was tragically bad. Um, and then, you know, did, did that a couple years, scored some goals, was like really happy. And then, um, I was recruited to play competitive 
And for the tryout, the field players had to do an endurance test. I was like, you can miss me with that. And I was like, I'm a goalie. So then I was a goalie ever since. Um, so, you know, never liked to run. <laughs> but like to play soccer. <laughs> I like to How play does soccer. that make sense? How did you not like to run, but you play soccer? Yeah. So like anything, a test, a run test, I'm always last. So uh, like that was like a, a really big part of the tryout and things like that. So I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do well. Let me just hop and go. So, so after you failed the pacer test, we then told your PE coach that you wanted <laughs> yeah. to play soccer. How did that cause that conversation? I was just like, no, I will not run. But yeah. So um, then from like the age of 12 uh, to 18, I played competitive here in, in Houston for a club called Texans. Um, that they were just recently acquired by the Dynamo. Um, then I had one great game uh, at a showcase in Indiana, and I would say I was a good player, but I wasn't. I wasn't the the second Christ of soccer. Um, but I had one game. More messy. I, yeah, I, yeah. So I had one one great game. Um, then the, the next day, I got twelve calls um, for for teams that like wanted me and things like that. So. I'm a really big believer that luck does play a big part in things. And that was like my first lucky break. Luck favors the prepared mind. Mm. So I did everything leading up to that, right? Worked hard, blah, blah, blah. And then I was able to get my lucky break. Um, and the rest is history, I guess. Nice, man. I mean, it makes sense. Like, dude, I didn't realize how tall you are. Like first off, you're like, what, six, six, four. Yeah. Six, six four, four, good six, at least six, four. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to see you running around there <laughs> in the midfield, messing around with Be the tripping, tri- tripping over my own feet. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, you could be a bully out there. <laughs> yeah. If they're not, if the refs are, are easy with the cards, but yeah. no, obviously you went to Santa Clara, um, with me, or maybe I went with you. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I had the displeasure of going to school <laughs> with you, bro. Um, like, why oh, did no you, in the room? Why, Jesus Christ. Yeah, why the hell did you choose Santa Clara? You're not even from California, bro. Yep. Why are you going there? You, you're from Houston. You, you need to stay in Texas, right? Yes. I was just like, anything that will get me out of Texas, you know, I definitely wanted to see different parts of the States. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, I might as well just go as far west as I possibly could. And I took the offer. Definitely never regretted that. The location is awesome. It is awesome. The weather is awesome. Yep. Geography, amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a place where you're forced to kind of grow into being a young man. So it was mm. great. That's great. Did your, did your coaches help influence the, the progression of, of handing the, the man? The <laughs> or? I, I would say, I mean, like, as you know, like college sports is definitely a place where if you're losing, it's tough. If you're winning, it's tough, but it definitely, you know, like you're, you're, you're really going to be pushed to be a better version of yourself. You're going to learn good habits. And like my coach always said, don't pray for easier times, pray to be a stronger man. And I still take that with me now when things get tough. So yeah, it's definitely very formative. I I would have to disagree with you on the, uh, like what happens when we win, dude, anytime you win, it's like, (laughs) Coach is like, it's the best thing ever. Like, you win the Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't matter who we're playing. Any win in college sports, I feel like. I mean, I, I can only speak for, for the basketball team, but every win was 
Yeah, those guys definitely <laughs> celebrated and, yeah. and cherished. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. You did you played with um, a lot of a lot of teammates that I'm still friends with today. So you guys were you guys were a good group for sure. Um, were you were you a guy like me where um, I was sort of trying to keep the team GPA afloat, or, or how was that? There's some smart guys on the soccer team. I'm not saying there's not smart guys in the basketball team, but they, but they put their energies in different places. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say the the average intellect is probably a little bit higher on the soccer team. Oh. <laughs> Okay. But um, no, I mean, you know, smart group of guys. I did pretty well in school. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people spend more time studying than partying in comparison to some people that I know. Uh, no names will be named. Yeah, no names. No names. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I was always in the, the academic room with Emil. Dude, that, I was this, shout out Emil. This is because English was not his first language, right? But still, we were math was grinding. Math oh, math, yeah, math is tough. Um, English papers and things like that. But you should see him now. This guy probably writes better es- essays oh, I'm, than me. I'm, I'm sure, dude. The guy's the guy's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what would you say was like the highlight overall of your time in college? Um, let's go with one. Let's go with a highlight, like on the field, okay, or a moment within the within the team, and then something off the field. Okay. Well, I would say a highlight, sports related, uh, would be that I'm tied for the most saves on on our home field in history. Which when the hell were you gonna tell me that? What the, what the which hell? which is great. Um, so I love to see my name online, especially for that. Um, a second highlight is we had a trip to Seattle and at the time I was like a big vlogger, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. So I took a GoPro with me and I documented the trip and it was published in a newspaper. And I was like, this is crazy. I was like, maybe, maybe I should go the creative route, you know, and not business. Um, so like that was great. And I would say that off the field, um, our team did a trip to, um, Denmark and you can just imagine a group of 30 guys tearing up Copenhagen like that was that was a trip of a lifetime (laughs) Um, so yeah so wait let's go back to this vlog thing you made one vlog and then you're in a newspaper what made you that that vlog so damn special my editing skills subpar we lost both games so that was kind of the that was kind of the highlight of the trip but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that there was like a lot of, I guess, videos of like the day in the life at the time. Like now they're pretty prevalent now, yeah, like pretty on YouTube popular. and stuff. Oh, so you, you just kind of like, like a day in the life. Right. And so I guess at, what you're saying is at that point, people didn't really see a day in the life of a student athlete. So you're like, exactly you're kind of the head of the game. Now, exactly. everybody, now everybody's a TikToker or IG model. You know, I can't compete. It. I can't compete. Oh, um, yeah. I would so, sell yourself short. But. Yeah. <laughs> You just haven't, you just can't, um, use it in the, in the works workplace. Yeah. No, past just, yeah. Just busted out the iMovie <laughs> and went to work and that was pretty much it. You're you, you start in engineering, right. And then, yep. and then obviously engineering a sport, that's just like a, that just sounds like a terrible, it's like a no fly zone. It's a no fly zone. Unless you're naturally gifted, which I don't feel like I am. Um, in other areas, maybe not, maybe not engineering, not, not engineering, yeah. but yeah, no, super, super tough with like time management and trying to juggle different things. 
academic expectations, athletic expectations, it's like, you know, one, one is going to suffer if you want the other one to thrive, I feel like mm-hmm. in instances. So, so are you saying when you switched into business, it was easier to like thrive in both because of the setup or it's just, yeah, I would say business in general is more social Yeah, and engineering. It's like black more coding. It's black and white. It's yeah. black and white. You want me to take the integral of this? Goodbye. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I, don't, I was like, this is not for me. Um, but I wanted to push through it. Had a whole bunch of other people on the team that were also in engineering. They were like, we need five hours a day to study. And then we have to do all this other stuff. So it's like, there was just not enough time in the day to be able to keep the GPA up and to be well rested for practice in the morning. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so, and what, what did you particularly take an interest to when you were, when you were doing business or switch over to the business in, in um, Santa Clara? Yeah. So um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I was sort of interested in stocks. I was like, I might be the next trader that makes a million. Like everyone has that day trader next, whatever light skin, Jordan Belfort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so I'm not that good at trading stocks, but I ended up, um, taking interest to finance and kind of like played, played that kept a little bit of the STEM in there, uh, minor to business mm-hmm. analytics and coding like SQL, Python, blah, blah, blah. Dude, anyone, if you can mix, if you make can mix some STEM business, yep. it's a deadly combo. Yep. So, uh, w- wish I would use that more now, but it's definitely a good skill set to have, right? Like Noah really thrives with his interpersonal skills and whatnot. So, you know, in order to keep us in the same level, I, I oh kind of thought God, to shut the Python. hell up. Dude, I took five years of Spanish and <laughs> I'm not sure when I've been using that. <laughs> I don't know where that's that Spanish is. See, see. That, that, that's all I know. That, that, that's all that I know. Yeah, I mean, I know a little more than that, but like, you know, not currently putting it to use, but I need to. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, well, that's great, man. And um you have any cool internships like in, in college or, or maybe right after college that, that sort of helped you for what, what you're doing now? Yeah. So I actually interned at Adobe. Yeah. Um, so that, that was what a great was experience. Like? like the tech life is a, is a good life. Yeah. Because speak on unlimited it. paid time off. I got 300 bucks every six months for like wellness. So I bought this sick bike. I'm not even a biker, but I was like, okay, I'm, I might as well just buy a bike. Travis Pastrana over here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I like you can take off whenever it's like, okay, like get your work done and then you can go home. So it's like, I'll be done at two. I just go home, no pressure, nothing like that. Work life b- balance, phenomenal. Um, the people are just very laid back, but not less ambitious, which is very, very interesting. For sure. It's like, um, it's like not as like intense. It's not like it's like pressure and intense at the same time. The people are still extremely motivated and, and smart and, and like ambitious and yeah. what whatever you know. So it's just like different values and then you know coming to finance where it's like you have a whole bunch of clients to please. The deadlines are tighter. Yeah, um, it's just a complete one eighty. But Adobe was great. I think last year they were voted the number one company to work for. Oh, really? And I think the CEO was voted the best CEO. Uh, 
So yeah, that was great. Dude, I, I, um, and that's why like, I'm, I'm so drawn, drawn more to like the Bay area tech finance yeah. scene rather than like New York and yeah. like not to knock like the East coast, but I just feel like I just, just been hearing from, from friends, peers, family. It's just so like, people are less cutthroat. Nice. The people are less A lot nice. of pressure. Yep. Always someone like trying to chase someone else's spot and not yeah. to say that it's not like that all over, but like, I think the best way to like sort of describe what's going on in the Bay area, it's just like way more collaborative. There's yeah. always a way to like be involved with someone or something else. And yep. like, yes, everyone is ambitious and stuff and, you know, trying to climb up the ladder, so to speak, but everyone's so helpful and like just so nice and laid back. It's just a good vibe. It's just a good vibe. That's, it's just that's vibe. only what I can say. It's, it's just, just a good vibe. It's just a vibe. It must be something in the water. I don't know, but man, but people are nicer or yeah, but or not something. as nice as, as the people in Texas. Well, that is true. That is true. I'll, okay. I'll say this. I don't want to get in, in trouble here, but like <laughs> the, the Southern hospitality, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Like people are very nice, yep. but I've noticed like sort of like corporate Houston. Yeah. I, I do get a lot of pretentious feelings coming from okay. like a lot of corporate executives okay. and like people not as open to network. Cause mm. maybe they don't necessarily, they don't see the, see beyond that they don't see the re- a reason to no I can you could just like no, 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 i, I want to no, hear you no, I, i'd like to hear what that. you what you think about that but like i noticed that in houston in in corporate houston in texas in general it's like harder to sort of break in into certain circles yeah. whereas in the bay area like if you have something to provide or like you're you know smart and intellectual people will give you a conversation yeah people will give you an intro and want to hear your story because i feel like everyone out there has a unique story that's just just so interesting to hear i mean yeah just a melting pot of like different people i don't know the you're you're actually working you're a real houston corporate I'm a business real person i'm a real person you're a real guy um, so in houston so you can speak on that probably better than i can yeah no i definitely think that you know like recruiting for investment banking it's like they want to see people that aren't just using it as a stepping stone and like being like i'm gonna move to like houston for a year or two like they want people that that want to be in houston and i feel like houstonians want other people to, to stay in Houston as well. For sure. Um, versus like the Bay Area, there's people from all over the world, right? I think 50% or f- 40% of the Asian population in the United States is in California, right? Okay. So like the immigrant population is insane. So there's a lot of different types of people, ways of thinking and whatnot, versus I feel like in Texas, it's slower pace of life. You know, people are friend- friendly. But it's like, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just like people kind of stick to themselves. Right. They in exactly, their own lives. Exactly. It's instead like, instead of, you know, being, being onto the next big thing. Dude, I, for me, it's like, it's just a, it's just a huge, um, what's the word for it? Um, collab, no, not collaboration. Um, it's just a huge grouping of bubbles. It's just a, a large center of, of different bubbles. Yes. A convergence of bubbles. A convergence of, of bubbles, melting pot of bubbles, yeah, okay. a salad of bubbles. <laughs> <A> salad. <laughs> I don't know. That, that is probably not a yeah, salad. Yeah, it probably doesn't make, yeah, um, no, that doesn't work. Conglomeration or no? No. No. Yeah. We need a meal for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, but I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. Um, and yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, the Bay Area is just... Um, just a great place to, to be and work. And um, that's why I'm moving out there in two weeks. And yep. I, I, I'm sorry to leave you, man. Yeah, but, that's going to be sad, right? 
Yeah, it, it is going to be sad. Obviously, people, investment banking, people on the outside, they have certain, you know, perspectives or, or you know, has, has its reputation. What would you, what would you say is like, um, has been your experience so far with like investment banking and, and the culture and, and di- or different things you've learned throughout your time in, in IB? Yeah. Um, talk about as much as you can, you can, you can speak on. Yeah. Before breaking into IB, you know, like you read the forums, you read blah, 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 like work-life balance is going to suck and whatnot, but the better you get at your job, like the whatever. It's definitely as much work as I thought it was going to be, but the better you get, the more work you get. So it doesn't really balance out, but you get to work on some really cool projects. You get to work with super smart people and you get to see a lot of different things, right? So, you know, if, if you're an aspiring CFO and you need to make a decision about a business, yeah, then you probably want, you know, if you're hiring for a CFO, you definitely want someone who has expertise in different things, right? And in, in, in a lot of different things. Um, so I definitely think that this is a great opportunity or like anyone that is pursuing a career in finance, uh, whether that's private equity, VC, whatever, that's, that it'll definitely help you get a broad skill set for like whatever you want to do, right? Right. Okay. Because you can learn any skill. Right. Right. Um, but it's just about molding the way that you think and just having, having that, that bite, you know? Because if you're slammed, like if you're slammed or even in sports, you, you, they're like, okay, you have to run 10 suicides, but you're like, I only have enough gas for five. <laughs> you're like, how am I going to do the other five? Right. But, but you know, find it within. Yeah. When you're putting the slammer and you know, you have to get something done for some reason, it always works out. What slammer being what? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I get the reference. Um, but yeah, you're, it's obviously a lot of work, but um, a lot of fruitful work, and a lot yes. of work that exposes you to different industries or in yeah. different people. Yeah. Um, what do you say, Henning, the successful IB guy, what makes a successful investment banker? What sort of qualities as this light is absolutely hitting me right now? But I'm going though. So that's yeah, good. That's... Um, I would say someone that's super inquisitive okay. and um, like someone that can really take the heat because people aren't trying to be mean but they have stuff that they need to, to get done because they have to answer to their superiors. Sure. So it's just definitely someone that has drive who you don't have to be extremely smart, but of like average intelligence, but any, anything that you can't make up technically, you can make up with hard work. Sure. Um, so someone that isn't, isn't afraid to work hard and that isn't afraid to be borderline annoying with the questions that they ask just because they want to make sure that they get things right. Proactive learning, persistence. Yep. Thick skin. Consistency. Consistency. Yep. Okay. So that, I think that's very, very, very important because again, like you can teach anyone anything and it's not rocket science, but it's just like knowing like all the moving parts and whatnot. But definitely, um, you know, you get to work with a lot of different people that have different personality types. and, And I think that athletics really helps you with that because you might not agree with someone or the way that they are, or the way that they think. Right. But if you're a team player, you'll you'll figure it out. Figure it out because you you haven't liked everyone on every team that you've been in. No, not at all. And me for sure not. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. So I did not like all my teammates. Yeah. Same here. Um, Love most of them. I'm yeah. thinking for myself here. Yeah. yeah I mean, just an, it just proves the point with this whole podcast shit. Like 
athletics really does prepare you for the real world in, in, in many ways. People love hiring athletes yeah. because they know they get the job done. And if they don't know how to do the, do the job, they'll learn how to do it. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. What would you say um, for the, for the young underclassmen coming up, you know, obviously IB is might be the earliest recruiting yeah. start if I, as I've seen for an industry. Yeah. People, their kids, their sophomore year, and I, from my, from my recollection of Santa Clara, were already like getting recruited by yeah. IB firms. What's that like threshold? What's that like fork in the road where a kid will decide like, this is for me or like, no, I'm not built for this. Like, well, what, would, what is that? <laughs> what is that for a lot of, what does that decision look like? Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I definitely think that um, recruiting for IB is kind of an uphill battle because it seems like everyone wants to do investment banking, not necessarily because of the work, but like historically, like in the 80s, when IB was like at its prime in terms of prestige, people were making boatloads of money okay. before regulation, right? Before the ind- industry has, you know, like now finance is, is the most hev- heavily regulated industry. So now on the back end of that, people are still pursuing finance in general because of the money, but especially IB. Um, not necessarily because of the stuff that you work on or the skills that you build. So to all the underclassmen, just ask yourself, is it the money or is it the skills? Because skills you can develop anywhere. But you need to be very persistent if you want to get inside IB because it is an uphill battle. Yeah, You will have sure. tens and tens of interviews and three calls back because everyone kind of seems to always want to send their resumes to to IBs yeah. and things like that. So, you know, just find out what's important for you. Some people work-life balance. If it's work-life balance, don't do IB. That's a fact. Yeah, that is a fact. Or just fucking finance in general. I can attest to that, yeah. Right? Because um, money makes the world go around. go around. We live in a capitalistic society. But it takes a lot of work to make that money move. For sure. Um, so, so yeah, I guess it's that just find out what's important to you because you don't want to have to miss a funeral because you, because you have to work or like, you don't want to have to miss your little brother's birthday party because you have to work. Yeah. Right. That's enough. Like old man on the hill advice, right? Now yeah. let's, you're a smart guy, Henning. All right. Thanks. Noah. Well, semi-smart. <laughs> yeah. Not sort of just saying that just smart. It yeah. might be too much, but, um, what, just stepping out of like investment banking, I'm just talking about like overall market finance. What are some things that like, what are you looking at? Like, are you, on, are you on the crypto train or are you all your web three guy? Like what, what, what are you looking at next in finance or not even, it doesn't even have to be like, um, like a, a new hip sort of like finance trend. Like what, huh. what's, what's the kind of stuff you look at, um, and, and pay attention to. So the whole crypto thing. Yeah. I was so mad when I felt like, you know, I missed the train. I missed the bus. Say, <laughs> did you read the book Digital Gold? By the way, uh-uh. okay. Well, <laughs> I read a book called Digital Gold, and it was like the story of Bitcoin. And, you know, started like the crypto. Like this whole thing started like what two thousand eight, right? Yeah, two thousand nine. The whole Silk Road thing. Yeah, the Winklevoss twins and all that. And it's like two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty one. And I'm like, I missed it. No. <laughs> I start like, okay, if I would have invested a hundred bucks in two thousand one. You would be like, <laughs> in the, we would be doing this episode in the Bahamas. 
just like oh my god and, and then it's at an all-time high and then it falls you're like oh we knew this was gonna happen and then it's at a new all-time high you're yeah. like if i would have just invested a thousand there i would have had a hundred thousand now right so crypto is great yeah but i'm not i'm not too certain of its future okay especially with china blocking that now right okay. okay so it's like there's, also, there's also, so many players in the game like but they have they have a huge say in what happens since most of the mining i could be wrong a good percentage of the mining is being done in china and if that's illegal then devalues it a little bit you know no, I mean? for sure and, and also the i don't know if you saw like coinbase had like an interesting like episode with the sec here in, in the states calling it like listing it as a security and then yeah and base like disagreed with that yeah um i'm not like too hip on like that situation but i our own like government obviously our own government is still sort of skeptical yeah. as to where it's going but that's like as to be expected right and i and i think our government is definitely would probably have more of an open mind to like let crypto flow through rather than china i, I could be wrong but um yeah, no, it's going to be super interesting. I also like understand that. I think Bitcoin is very, the mining process is very, it's not environmentally friendly. It's at all. not. And like Solana, maybe in Ethereum, like might be a better choice. Yeah. And so I heard the example of Bitcoin being like the Yahoo, but then like Solana or Ethereum coming and being like the Google, right? Like taking mm-hmm. over that whole Yahoo used to run the, the search engines they used to run the world yeah and then google and then google and like you know these other search platforms sort of like elevated you know their game and built over them and i think that's what's happening with like other projects that's what they call it right like yeah projects like where is this project yeah but like like we talked about right like is cryptocurrency a currency or stock or do you just buy it so it appreciates the value here's I just, I think crypto is so, it's going to be so important for international countries. Yeah. I don't think the U.S. needs crypto as much as like Argentina yeah. or El Salvador. Didn't, like, didn't El Salvador's um, government like buy a whole bunch? Yeah. Or they, I think they announced, they, they acknowledge it. They were the first country to acknowledge it as like an official currency, okay. I believe. I'll okay. have to double check that. And if I, if I mess that up, if I that up, then... Uh, I edited that shit, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, it's, I, I just think internationally, cause like so many, the inflate, like extreme inflation, inflation in, yeah. in, in, in different countries, like Argentina. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where like, a, it was a, that was a big use case. Um, if you would have read, read that book, you know what I'm talking about, but Argentina had a huge like episode with, with, um, severe inflation and how, um, some business professionals from Argentina realized like crypto could be like this, the savior yeah. to this issue. Yeah. Just a story real quick. Yeah. A coworker of mine lives in Argentina and he was like, for 25 bucks, you can come here and eat at the most expensive restaurant in the city. I was like, word, I'm moving to Argentina. Are you kidding me? I was like, I'm moving to Argentina. Michelin star? Like, he was like the best. Damn. Jesus Christ. That's. So for anyone out there, if you want bang for your buck, go to Argentina. And you know Argentina has a stake too. Yes, because you know they got the farmland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole lot, cattle industry yes. there is like prime. Yep. My favorite restaurant is Fogo de Chao. Okay, Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that's not Argentinian. That's but... not Argentinian. I know it's not Argentinian, but like, yeah, no, yeah, super fire. I I I like that. What? Fogo. Fogo de Chao. Market table. Dude. 
I, I'm messing the around. Little bacon, dude, dude, I'm, the little bacon? Dude, you already know. dude, pretend like this is like my car, like the red, green light. I've messing with like red light, green light, messing with the waiters. Like, <laughs> dude, Bogo de Chow, that's like, it's like my new Benihana. Like, yeah, I know. That's dope. Like, take me there for my birthday. <laughs> I won't, but you can go yourself. Why not? I'm strapped on cash right now. Okay. I, that's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is great, man. What's great? What 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 else should 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 be cover? Um, what what else do you feel the the the, the need to talk about? Well, what's what's urgent right about? Oh, talk about your your background. Like you have an incredibly interesting background. Like okay. in terms of like your ethnicity and like your. So he's buttering me up. Okay, we get it. Hey, I'm just I'm returning. Um, yeah. So, um, born in Houston, but I'm a dual citizen with Germany in the u.s um i also got a degree in german um just to stick with you know the german roots um so yeah hopefully maybe Dude, take that, that abroad one oh day. my god you got a degree i i remember okay okay wait you want to talk about easy a you, yeah. <laughs> oh my god i'm snitching that's how you, you keep the gpa up but uh, <laughs> well there we go that yeah, says it all right that, there that's a little loophole that i found but yeah <laughs> definitely hope to take that you know, overseas someday, you know, maybe mm. work in the London office or the Frankfurt office. Okay. You know? So Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Yes. Berlin. Berlin. That'd be good. Munich. Yep. You just, he's just naming all the cities <laughs> that he knows. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just, you're, you're, you have, you have German roots. So yeah. hop yeah, on the Audubon and yeah. okay, get yes. to the office. Yes, we can, we, we can do that. Absolutely. Go 120 miles an hour. Dude, start praying to God. Dude, the autobahn. Yeah. Although what? a lot of people. What? Okay, we talk about the autobahn, right? And like how fast you go, bro. That's how people drive from San Francisco to LA. <laughs> like the autobahn is here. Yeah. Also, another autobahn. Quote, quote, unquote. Have you ever driven from Dallas to Fort Worth? You live in Dallas. Yes, bro. Yes. Between Dallas and Fort Worth, like that Arlington yep. area. Yep. For those who don't know, Dallas Fort Worth is huge suburban metroplex. Like the same city. population as the Bay Area, by the way. Not combined. You're talking about which city? Dallas and Fort Worth. Like the Metroplex has the same population as the Bay Area. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm my bad. I bad. I just I thought you were talking about San Francisco. Dude, that there, I think the speed limit, Penny, was when I drove was like 85. Yeah, and it picks look, up a little bit. It picks there. up. And it, it I'm going up. around 85, <laughs> you know, just being safe. My dad's in the car napping. That's like a whole other story. <laughs> was, we were there for some basketball thing. Um, and like cars are zooming by me, man. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is like freaking yeah. Talladega nights. Like, <laughs> bro, Tokyo I, drive a Jet, I drive a Hyundai. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't compete. Yeah. How do you feel about your drive over? What do you mean? To, to the Bay. I'm flying. Okay. Yeah. He's flying. Like uh, probably first probably, class. No, not, no, not first class. Just like how a normal person would. Probably <laughs> okay. okay. All right, honey, we're towards the end of the episode. Let's talk about your playlist. Okay. What are you listening to? And um, what can I add to my already exquisite music library? But uh, okay. let's, let's add on here. So I just want to, prefaces for for anyone that maybe thought i was the cool guy or could be a cool guy 
it will not be ruined. Have you ever watched Hamilton the musical? Um, I mean, I, I'm very aware of it. I don't, I don't vividly remember yes. Hamilton scenes, but uh, okay, okay, it's great. Love history. So I've really been listening to the show, like the, the like song, like the show. Yes, okay, yes. So that is what I've been playing on repeat for the past couple days. Okay. Besides that, I dabble in the Afro beats. Um, so, you know, African influence right. on British rap mm. and Caribbean influence. Yeah. Yeah. So just to get, you know, just to get some exposure to some foreign stuff. Dude, absolutely. Um, one, I, one, one guy I've been listening to, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Come on. He's really popular right now. Oh, okay. Who? I'm Drake? Are you talking about Drake? Shut up. I'm not talking about Drake. I'm talking about um I'm gonna be so mad when when I um yeah, Wizkid. Okay. Dude, Wizkid is a great artist. Yes. Um, but but let's talk about I'm I'm more interested in the Hamilton part. Um what 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 like strikes you about Hamilton and and um, are you interested in like Broadway shows in general or Shakespeare? Like what? Well, my ex got me onto the Broadway wave. Okay. Um, so shout out to her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, definitely the history piece, right? Because history always repeats itself. You listen to the story of, of someone who was an Im- immigrant whose, whose parents died, who pulled himself up from nothing. We have nothing to complain about. Yeah. So it definitely gives, gives me some perspective and some encouragement that if you're at your desk at 3 a.m., you're like, I hate my life. You're like, nah, buddy. Hamilton. <laughs> Put <laughs> the Hamilton on. Ask Hamilton how hard his life was. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great story. Um, for those of you who want to watch it, it's on Disney+. Plus. Oh. So yeah. Okay, can you give me a link? Uh, so I can put in the bo- in the podcast description for like you have a Hamilton playlist or yeah they have the playlist on Spotify okay. Apple Music things like that okay cool yeah well Henning this was an absolute pleasure man <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast guys this is episode ten Henning Jolovit uh, former Santa Clara goalkeeper and now absolute rock star in the IB world and just in life in general appreciate it right and we are out. <laughs>